Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 47. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. This is the 23rd year in a row that you and your colleagues at Grant Thornton have released the Chief Financial Officers Survey. It's it's amazing. I'd like to clarify that I was not there at the beginning. Well, okay. <laughs> that, that, All right. Fair point. Yeah. Uh, but it is a proud uh, a legacy piece of thought leadership we produce with the Association of Government Accountants, and we're trying to continue to make contributions to the maturity of that community. I meant the royal you. <laughs> to talk about it today is Ann Eberts, the Chief Executive Officer of the Association of Government Accounts. Nice to see you again. Great to see you, too. It's a lot quieter than the last time yes, that you is. were on the podcast, which is nice. Uh, Ann, of course, was at AGA uh, on the floor when you and I were on the convention floor. Orlando. In Orlando, right. Yeah. And it's it's in New Orleans New this Orleans year? New Orleans this yeah. year. Woo. New Orleans. That'll be fun. And Jim Taylor of Grant Thornton Public Sectors. Nice to see you, my friend. Good to be back. Storied former senior government official. Mm-hmm. Has done it where a lot of people that talk about these things just talk about them, and you have actually lived in the shoes of the people that you surveyed. Yeah, and, it, and it's actually a pleasure to still work with those folks. Yeah. It really is. What's the main theme that's coming out of the survey this year, Jim? We drew on last year's survey, if I could just step back for one second, because last year we talked about disruption. And, and we actually coined a little phrase about disruption induction. Our CFO has been inducted into an, an era where disruption of their activities, you know, disruption of budgets, disruption of, of everything, of, of what their mission is, is a constant. And so we, we started from there and because our, our theory was that it is going to be a constant going forward. And everything we've seen since that time, including the longest shutdown in, in history, has done nothing but slap you in the face with that realization. And so we go farther from that. We say, okay, so given that that's the case, and given that the CFO's role has to evolve and and evolve a lot faster than it has in the past, given that, you know, do they have the skills and do they have the tools to accomplish what they need to do to support their agencies? Mm -hmm. That was the focus this year. And from the results that you see, what's your sense of how CFOs are responding to the direct challenge Mm -hmm. that Jim just presented and then to the residual challenges about the work that they have to do every day? Well, they obviously have to continue to do the accounting and the reporting, um, but I think leveraging all the data that they have access to today, they really have the means to be that strategic advisor and have a seat at the table. I think the challenge is, as Jim mentioned, with around human capital um, and technology, both will be a challenge. Um, hiring the right people, um, having the, the money that they need to spend to update their systems so they can leverage all these new technologies that should help them in moving from more transactional-based work to more strategic work. I remember having the conversations in 2017 uh, that made up our uh, the 22nd uh, annual survey, and there was some excitement among the CFOs. Uh, there was a, a lot of a lot of controversial things going on, uh, but there was some excitement that they might be able to take advantage of this season of disruption to move some things forward that they've always wanted to see done. Um, but with the reorganizations that have been proposed, with the shutdown, a lot of of turmoil in appointments. Have we jumped the shark? Have those efforts been stymied? Or are we seeing some optimism that progress will be 
adopted and sustained. Well, it's interesting when we were talking earlier today, I said, well, you know, last year in the survey, budget was the huge challenge, budget uncertainty. And then this year, of course, that was before the shutdown, um, budget had taken maybe a third chair, and it was human capital and technology were tied for the top. And as Jim reminded me, but that was before the shutdown. So now lots of things are uncertain and, and very shaky, I think. And I, I think in the end, incrementalism rules. That uh, when the CFOs were excited last year, they were excited about being able to take advantage of the situation. Um, there weren't many political appointees, still aren't a lot, but there weren't many political appointees in place. And the administration was asking for it, the agencies anyway. Hey, what what can we do? How can we move forward? Um, and you know, they they couldn't do the things that they would all like to do. Couldn't couldn't move as fast. But I do think there are some changes. I mean, you're you're seeing things like shared services moving forward because it's it's at the right time. You know, shared services. You know, it can't be forced. You know, we tried for a couple of generations to force shared services, and in some areas like payroll, it works well. But for whole entire departments, maybe not so much. But now you're seeing that there's a need, and the need is stripping away from all the ans- all the reasons why I can't do something. And they're actually taking a, a more aggressive approach towards doing shared services, both internally within the department and externally outsourcing. And, and I think internally it's really important and it's smart to start standardizing how they do business and standardizing um, the way they, they work, the kind of things they report and the tools that they use. Because if they're going to make that leap to robotics, to other types of technology, you first have to standardize what you're doing. And I think working internally is, is a really great first step. I want to pull back on the technology idea, Anne, because one of the things that this administration has done to push the collaboration of the leaders in the C-suite, especially the the CFO and the CIO, is really emphasizing Mm -hmm. technology business management practices. Any Mm -hmm. reference to that or manifestations of that in the results of the survey this year? Um, We really didn't talk about TBM in the... um, the online survey, but we did have some discussions with the CFOs mm-hmm. back in the um, summertime. We really kicked this off at the PDT last year. So we had more technology discussions there. Um, I don't recall specifically any agencies that were leaders. I just wonder if, out if there's front. maybe even a manifestation of the TBM collaboration in maybe other questions that are not related directly to that, but that might uh, have to do with the way that they perceive themselves as being viewed by both their peers in the C-suite, but also by the people that they report to, yeah. secretaries, DEPSECs, administrators, and so on. Yeah, one of the things the CFOs specifically, in a number of cases when we were meeting with them one-on-one and in small groups, uh, specifically referred to was that that requirement, that how critical it was that they do reach across the C-suite. And they all mentioned the CIO in particular because of the CIO's role, that that was where that was where that they really had to focus their efforts because of a lot of things that have changed the CIO role evolving mm-hmm. you know that there there really was that need for collaboration they saw that as like one of the key things they had to do now that they didn't have to do 5 years ago you know the CIO existed but not with the same roles they have now so they they did see that as evolving and mm-hmm. something that was critical for them to do well well with Fatara you i mean they have to partner yes right through how they how much money they're spending on certain but Fatara took a long time to, to, to catch it, hold right. and because a lot of a lot of all those CIOs thought it was a great idea that they would take over budgeting for these functions, they didn't have the capability to do it. So it took them a while to figure out there's a partner they needed. It was a CFO. Yeah, I see a little 
history in your answer to that question. Uh, um, <laughs> only, only the result of a few agencies I worked at. That's right. Technology was one of the issues. You also mentioned human capital. That rose to the top of the pile this year. Still a big challenge. Say what? Say, um, say something yeah, about that. Yeah, still a big challenge. First of all, the number of retirements. We've been. How long have we been talking about mm-hmm. the silver tsunami? Twenty years. For it's, a very long time. Or twenty-one now, I guess. And that, that's about. And it might be interesting to see what kind of reaction the staff have to a thirty-five day shutdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, some predict retirements coming sooner and saying, you know, I'm gonna, I'm going to get out now. So from a a hiring perspective, they continue. CFOs have continued to have issues and challenges, and have sought out direct hiring authorities so they could hire the right staff. There's there's that, and even looking to train. You know, one of the PMA um, objectives is you know retraining, upskilling your workforce. Mm-hmm. So in 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 light of that, they're also looking to you know upskill where you can, uh, where you can't. You know, either buy from a consulting or contracting side to to bring in that talent but looking at the staff they have they also then need to be able to invest in training them and in the right kinds of things Uh, certainly analytics we're seeing analytics visualization I keep leaning back to the technology piece because that's it's the human capital side that is either going to make or break it for an agency in moving forward using these technologies so I think people are excited about it I mean, we've had several events where we've talked about robotics and data visualization, a lot of different kind of really cool ways to leverage all the data that are at, that's at their fingertips. It's just not every, there's not a single set of tools that's available, you know, universally across the CFO community. And you have some people that are really willing and excited to say, hey, I want to jump on this train. This sounds really cool and exciting. And you have others that are like, oh, maybe we'll just kind of outslow it. And uh, it'll, it'll maybe, if I ignore it long enough, it'll go by me. One of the challenges, one of the frustrations that I hear anecdotally from the CFO community is that the HR roadblocks that they run up against are exactly the same ones that they have for years, and they're exactly the same ones that people in other specialties run into. It's not just that there's a lack of talent who wants to come into the government and the financial management community. It's hiring process is too slow. Uh, the job descriptions don't necessarily fit the responsibilities of today yeah all that same stuff and so the frustration that i hear from the cfo anecdotally is why can't we just fix that for everybody is that the same kind of thing that you're seeing in the survey that's yeah yeah, that's there's a lot of that it's it's a it's a number of things like how to get from here to there one one of which is just because you have turnover doesn't mean you replace those people Mm -hmm. um admin is the first place to lose positions because you want to focus on the mission everybody wants to focus on the mission not realizing that this is focusing on the mission um, you're not get funding for it you can't they say they can't pay like the private sector can to get that kind of analytical capability uh, I had several CFOs say you know it, it's, it's all a nice idea to be able to bring these people in and even if I could shorten the hiring you know there yeah there are people who really believe in public service and want to work in the government uh, maybe few less the more shutdowns we have um, but they have but they have uh, but they, they have gone out and and looked at this and said you know I'm, I'm not even gonna replace it. I have to bring contractors and I have to do it that way I'm mm-hmm. not gonna be able to replace them well, well, if you have more than 25 exceptions that you can leverage to mm-hmm. then something's obviously broken right right right, right. one way of course to get those added resources and uh, perhaps move from low value to high value, one of the presence management agenda initiatives, is to move to shared services. Yeah. You talked a little bit about that. 
Are we finally making progress in that area, not just in financial systems, but elsewhere, or are those stalled? We're seeing a lot more interest in shared services because a lot of the, the rules have changed. Um, you don't have to just go to, if you're going to financial system, for example, you don't have to just go to a federal provider. You can go outside. Um, that's good. It's also a lot more challenging because if you're going to do that, then there's a lot more risk. So you've got to be able to manage all of, all of those things. You could do sh- you know, s- uh, software as a service, you know, platform, whatever. There, there are different ways of doing it than there were even a few years ago, and, there, and there's more of them. So that's, that's a positive. A lot of uh, several departments are doing the internal shared service approach. First, let's start with getting rid of all the bureaus that have everything that we have, that we're duplicating it all. Let's bring it, pull it in, see if we can make that work, and then let's talk about outsourcing. What's the overarching message that you want somebody to take away from this survey this year? You talked about the uh, theme kind of of last year's. Is there a message that when people are done reviewing these results, whether it's the CFOs themselves or higher up in an organization or whatever, is there a message that you want them to take away? I would say, and, and, and you jump in as well, I, w- I would say that the, the one thing that struck me in looking at the online version versus the interviews and small group meetings we had was that the answers are the same, which is rare. Usually the answers are different. Mm-hmm. And last year they were very different. But this, but this year the answers were the same. The outsiders view the CFO's office as being mainly transactional, mm-hmm. like to the tune of over 60%. So, you know, they're, they're mainly transactional. But they also said they shouldn't be. They should be strategic. They should be, you know, they should be analytical. You know, so that's the theme is that they have – everybody recognizes what has to be done. And they recognize the, the challenges in getting from A to B. And when you're looking at what people think are the current challenges, you know, things like shared services, you know, and, and HR. If you look, if you say, well, what about five or ten years from now? There's Shared services goes away. They figure that's going to be done. Mm-hmm. It's accepted that shared services will move in. I've never seen that before because mm-hmm. we've been talking about shared services for a long time in this survey. And you've never seen it actually where they figure in the future it's not going to be an issue. It's going to be resolved. And, you know, robotics is going to take its place. Uh, blockchain, things like that. HR is still at the top. Mm-hmm. Always a challenge. Ann, anything you want to add to that? No, I, th- I think Jim's right. It, um, I think moving forward, it really is about leveraging the skill sets they have, building on them with technology to, to give them more access and um, data that they can leverage to have a seat at the table to make strategic decisions or advise you know the other program offices and kind of where they could go where where investments in uh, or where investments could be made that would make the most sense to support mission so that's a a little bit what we were talking about earlier you asked uh, cfos what one or two or three things they really needed that could help them make a difference what did you hear from cfos on that question well they talk about direct hire uh, which is as one put it it's a band-aid because why, would, why should we get direct hire for two or three agencies when we all have the same problem? And then when you do get direct hire, you're still competing with each other for the, to a large degree for the same, for the same services. So they, they, want, they want those skill sets. Um, they want the ability to go out and hire them. Um, and in the end, they want to be able to transition their, re, their, their existing staff. You know, that's the hard part, and that, that's what they want. They want to be able to move from A to B. Congratulations on this terrific work. It's great to see both of you again talk about it. And I assume we'll see them in New Orleans this summer, right? 
I have to be there. Right. If I see all <laughs> yeah, you there. Yeah, you're, you're kind of, well, Hurricane Ann will be there. That's right. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Robert, great to see you as always. Good to see you. Enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.